Hello everybody, welcome to Learn to Pray. I'm your host, pastor, teacher, and author, Taryn Gaddis. Today's prayer focus is on the word love. Colossians 3, verse 14. ESV translation of God's word says this, And above all, these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that your spiritual life is determined by your relationship with God? Your vocational life is determined by your relationship with employees, your boss, and or your fellow co-workers. Your social life is determined by your relationship with your friends. Your marital life is determined by your relationship with your spouse. And on and on it goes. At the end of the day, however, what life is all about is making those relationships work. It doesn't take long, even as a child, to recognize it's hard work. As you go through life, it doesn't get any easier. You see, relationships are hard because we are all different and we are different in so many ways. How much counseling and therapy is given to people all over this world every day just because of relational conflict and confrontation? There's an old poem that I love that says, says it perfectly to live there above with those that we love won't that be heaven's glory but to live here below with those we know that's another story there is nothing so beautiful as a harmonious relationship and there is nothing as burdensome than a hurtful relationship what an amazing thought as author tells us how difficult relationships are. Well, God knew that we wouldn't have trouble with relationships. And so we find ourselves in the book, third chapter of the book of Colossians, where we find these words, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desire, and covetousness, which is adultery. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now, you must put them away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. Do not lie to one another, seeing seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, slave or free, but Christ is all in all.
put on then, Paul writes, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And so, if one has a complaint against another, forgive each one as the Lord has forgiven you so that you must so you must also forgive Paul wraps it up in a neat bow with this final verse Colossians 3 and 14 and above all these put on love which binds everything in perfect harmony we are admonish to put on we're to put on a certain type of spiritual apparel the idea is putting or slipping on a garment of clothing a cloth on yourself that phrase to put off and that phrase to put on is used generously in these passages here in the third chapter of Colossians uh, and these words were used in the day to describe the initiation of ceremony in pagan religion. Uh, the taking off of one garment and putting on another was symbolic of laying aside one position with the gods and having assumed a new one. New clothes was symbolized as a new status. In our in our next study, we will continue to study about putting off and putting on. But in essence, what Paul is telling us to do is that we must put off that which is corrupt, sinful behavior of the flesh. However, we are encouraged to put on something. And in this particular, in particular, the Apostle Paul reminds us to put on wear or to be clothed with love so i want to examine this this love what what is this kind of love that we ought to put on if i were to ask you what is the most important thing in the christian life what would you answer would it be to do god's will would it be to witness for god there are various answers, and all uh, several answers would be good and correct in their own sense. However, only one answer is best because it's all-inclusive, and that answer is given in verse 14 when Paul admonishes us, and above all these put on love. King James says to put on charity. These virtues is the virtue is to form the priority in the Christian life. It is to take preeminence in everything that we endeavor to do. This quality is to be above all these. However, we must raise the question above what things. He tells us we are we must then look back at the previous list that we put on compassion 
compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing one another, forgiving one another. Before we can do any of the above, we must first form the priority of love and allow the love of God to clothe us. It is this love which is the fountain of Christian character. Harold Songer explains it well when he says, the Christian life is not a collection of virtues, it's consistent of love and action. The necessity of divine virtue is explained in 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak with tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic power to understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that to move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I'm delivered, if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I've gained nothing. Jesus spoke of the same matter in John chapter 13, verse 35, where he says, by this all people will know that you are my disciples. And if you have love, only if you have love for one another. The love of God is to be shed, it is to be spread, it is to be shown abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That we love who he loves and we love what he loves. This love is to be the upper garment. It is to be the Christian robe of royalty. It is to be the mark of our dignity. It must form the priority above everything else we seek to be or to do. The love that is spoken of here is a sacred love, a special love, a sacrificial love. It is not only to form priorities in our lives, but it's also to fulfill the purpose for our lives. Paul refers to this love in verse 14 again, which binds everything in perfect harmony. I want you to get this. Which binds everything together in perfect harmony. That, that word bind has often been translated as glue or adhesive. And I believe that's a good translation. However, it doesn't seem to fit the context of this particular passage. I believe that the word binds is a better, a better rendered as belt. Remember Paul has used the analogy of putting off and putting on on particular garments and as, as it relates to those attitudes and behavior that are to be adorned that should adorn ourselves or that we should wear with the Christian life now when you put on all of these clothes that Paul tells us to put on all of these garments that we have to put on they won't stay on unless we have a belt to put on the belt that binds all of these things together, you guessed it, 
is love. Love is the girdle. Love is the glue that holds all the other virtues together. Love, my, my ladies and gentlemen, is the only thing that will keep your clothes on and keep you from any take, taking any of them off. So Paul makes it a point that love, charity, is the belt that holds all these other garments in place. It is not described as the last or the least important quality, but rather the perfecting, finishing quality of the character of a child of God. It keeps absolutely everything in place. So let me put it this way. Do you know what compassion Kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing one another, forgiving others, is its action in love. It's love in action. You can have some of these. You can have all five pieces of clothing on. But if you don't have love, it's impossible to hold all of the pieces together. In other words, if you had a tree that bore fruit of the fruit of compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and forgiveness, the roots of that tree would be love, which is what brings us together. It is what holds us together and it's what keeps us together. So, so it is with the love of God. When, when we as believers clothe ourselves with this love, it fulfills its purpose by holding all the other Christ-like virtues in place. Love holds together compassionate hearts. Love holds together kindness. Love holds together humility. Loves hold together meekness. Love holds together patience. Love holds together bearing with one another. It holds all of them together. Several years ago, the Chicago Daily News ran a story about a about the Topeka State Mental Hospital in Kansas. It was an institute. It is an institution that was world-renowned for its success in treating and the treatment of mental ill patients. And returning them to this successful life in the outside world, so they was world-renowned for its their successful treatment of mental ill patients and helping them to return to successful lives outside the outside in the outside world. The amazing statistics was that they had returned eight out of ten patients, eight out of every ten patients to useful lives outside of the facility. When Dr. Carl 
Mingerton was asked the secret, he replied, the secret is not in electroshock treatment. It's not in surgery. It's not in group therapy. It's not even in drugs. The secret is in one word, and that's love. The Prince of Peace preachers, Charles A. Spurgeon, comments, love is the crowning grace, completing the list of virtues required for spiritual maturity. After all my years of ministry, I am ever more convinced of one thing. We would win more people. We would reach more people. We would change more people if we would love more people. The Bible declares, the Lord Jesus deserves it. The Holy Spirit delivers it and the world demands it. So, no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than self. Love doesn't want what is it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on us off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't reveal, uh, revile when others grovel. Takes pleasure in flowering of the truth. Puts up with anything. Trusts God always. Always looks for the best. Never looking back. But keep going to the end. Verses 8 to the end of the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians says, Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying tongues will end one day. Understanding will reach its limits one day. We know only a portion of the truth. And what we say about God is always incomplete. But when complete arrives, our incompleteness will be canceled. When I was an infant at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooled like any infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in the fall, peering through the mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it then. See it all as clear as God sees it, knowing him directly just as he knows us. But for right now, until completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward the, that great coming day. Trust steadily in God. Hope unwaveringly. Love extravagantly. And the best of these is love. In the morning, ladies and gentlemen, when you get up to go to work, I want to ask you to do something. I want you to write down these five pieces of clothing. Compassion, kindness, humility, 
gentleness and patience and wear them all day long. And here's what you'll find. You will bear with other people's faults and you will forgive their sins. No matter what they do, you will still love them. I close with C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis talked about the power of love when he says this, there is someone I love even though I don't approve of what he does. There's someone I accept, I accept, even though some of his thoughts and actions revolve me. There's someone I forgive, even though he hurts the people I love the most. That person is me. There are plenty of things I do not like, but if I can love myself without approving of all I do, I can also love others without approving of all they do. As that truth has been absorbed into my life, it has changed the way I view others. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. When you love yourself the way you should, you can get along with anybody. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you that you love the world so that you gave your son to be the propitiation for our sins. I pray in all things, I too may put on godly love and become a conduit of your love flowing out to others in the bond of unity and peace. Heavenly Father, thank you for your unconditional and unrestrained love for me. Thank you that as far as the East is from the West, that you have forgiven my sins and removed them. Thank you that you continue to love me in spite of myself. I pray that in all things I learn to put godly love first and that it will flow it will flow like a flowing stream and others will be refreshed in the love that flows from my heart to them. And I pray all of this in the wonderful and precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen and amen.